Well, good evening. Welcome to our session. I'm Jay Crone. This is Ian Breitner. We'll be sharing the microphone. I'll go first, and then Ian will pick up with a demo uh, and, uh, and take the presentation home. The, the first thing I want to say is thank you all for being here. You have to be the tried and true infrastructure fans because you chose us over free beer. So that, you know, so I give yourselves a hand for that. I really appreciate <laughs> it. Um, what we want to talk about here today is uh, what has been, unfortunately, at least for us, one of the industry's uh, best-kept secrets that we want to let out of, the, out, of the, uh, out of the bag, which is that Dell Technologies has a number of technologies in our storage and data protection products that allow you to take, it's basically what I call the best of both worlds, to take advantage of some of the, the features and functions of our infrastructure products as well, or actually not as well, in, a, in an AWS environment. People tend to think of us uh, not that way. Uh, what we basically want to say here is everybody knows the economy is going digital. Um, my corner pizza shop has their menu online, and I know they don't have a data center in the back. So they're using a cloud provider. Somebody's writing the software, and they have a better menu. I buy more pizza for them. They can gather data from it. It's run on software. It gives them a competitive advantage, and my local pizza shop is using cloud computing. You folks are all using cloud computing as well as on-premises uh, infrastructure uh, to go forward. What we have for what we call cloud-enabled infrastructure <clears throat> breaks into three categories. What we call cloud data insights, which is monitoring and managing your infrastructure and data from the cloud with cloud techniques. Cloud-connected systems, which is really using um, AWS capacity as a backing store for a number of our on-premises infrastructure products in a clever way that makes it, if you will, in uh, two things, look invisible to you and essentially give you infinite capacity for your on-premises systems. And the thing that's the most exciting and that where Ian will do the demo is what we call cloud data services, which is the ability for you to use AWS compute and software services, basically operating system services against uh, <clears throat> data that is managed by Dell Technologies technology, either software defined or, uh, or systems as a service. And this is the tell them what you're gonna tell them part of the presentation. We're gonna talk about a number of products by name. I'm just gonna run through them now real quick. Um, in Cloud Data Insights, it's Cloud IQ and Clarity Now. For cloud-connected systems, we have quite a few, and you'll, if any of you that are familiar with our uh, infrastructure products will realize that the cloud tiering appliance goes with our Unity storage array, cloud pools goes with Isilon, Clarity Now is also Isilon, um, <clears throat> Data Domain cl DD Cloud Tier is the official name. I know it colloquially as Data Domain Cloud Tier as data protection, as is Cloud DR. And for cloud data services, as I said, we have a combination of uh, basically system as a service uh, products through a managed service provider, which is cloud storage services, as well as a number of software defined capabilities that are available um, directly um, in AWS. And I will tell you that at the end of the presentation, you'll see the slide where it has a bunch of links of where you can actually go pick up these products on uh, the AWS marketplace, or at least in one case on the VMware marketplace. So that will be coming at the end. So from a Dell Technologies perspective, 
We have three elements um, <clears throat> to our strategy for helping you on your cloud journey. We're gonna focus on the one um, in the top right-hand corner that's cloud-enabled infrastructure, and it's really uh, there to help you modernize um, your, your, essentially the, your infrastructure and operations that you have on-premises. We have Dell Technologies Cloud. You folks, uh, if any of you were in the previous session, they talked about Dell Technologies Cloud. You wanna learn more about that. It's um, uh, built on the foundation of our relationship with VMware. Um, you can pick up that presentation um, after the show. And then we have cloud services and consumption capabilities. What you might expect is the professional services uh, services to, to help you on your cloud journey. As I said, we're gonna talk about um, cloud-enabled infrastructure. The thing that's the most important for us is that in our conversations with customers, um, <clears throat> folks like yourselves, the, 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 the conversation kind of goes one or two ways. You, if you ask the customer, if you ask somebody, why are, you, why are you even talking to us about cloud? Unfortunately, the answer we get quite often is because my boss said so. And that's not kind of actionable. So what we found is a better question is to ask folks what they're trying to do with their data in the cloud. You know, why do you want to put your data in the cloud? Why do you want to use compute in the cloud? And the use cases that, <clears throat> that come back to us um, in, in no particular order. Analytics actually is a big one, and it's a big one um, for AWS. We'll talk about that a, a little bit when we get into the, um, the cloud data services. Test and development is also a big um, AWS use case. Um, <clears throat> AWS is well known for, a, a, with all the software tools, a place where you can set up a, a test and dev environment and tear it down very easily. Workload migration, also known as lift, lift and shift, moving your workload to the cloud, We'll show you some of the solutions we have for that. Um, the, the two which are the sort of the great granddaddies, our great grandparents of, uh, of cloud from our perspective on premises are disaster recovery because by definition, the cloud is not on premises. If something happens to your premises, you have the ability um, to recover from a disaster and then back up an archive, uh, which we'll also talk about. And those also, they take advantage, as I said, of the cloud as a backing store and in some cases uh, being you know, off-prem. So the cloud-enabled infrastructure, as I said, is in three, in three different places, the cloud data insights, the management layer, Cloud-connected systems and cloud data services. I'm gonna run through, uh, through all three of these, and when we get down uh, to do the deep dive into cloud data, data services, Ian will take over. Cloud data insights, as I said at the beginning, we have two products. One is Cloud IQ, one is Clarity Now. The cool thing about Cloud IQ is it's our infrastructure management application, and it doesn't care whether you're, because it's talking to the software, it doesn't care whether the infrastructure is running on hardware that's on-prem or, for example, that's running on our Unity Cloud Edition that's running on AWS that you'll hear about. And it has uh, some predictive analytics in it that do things like let you know when you're running out of capacity. And in the case of Unity Cloud Edition, as I'll mention, EBS is the backing store, so it lets you monitor your EBS uh, capacity from our tool. Clarity Now lets you manage your data, your unstructured data. What you see there in the lower, uh, lower left-hand corner are our Isilon file products and ECS um, <clears throat> object store products. And Clarity Now gives you the view across, uh, your, across 
where the data is instantiated, whether it's on-premises on those uh, storage arrays or in AWS, it allows you to do indexing and search and movement of the data across, essentially, your, the universe of your data wherever it lives, whether it's in the cloud or on-prem. And so, you, for example, you can move things to AWS when it gets cold and you want to put it on a cheaper backing store and move it back onto uh, on-prem when you want to uh, handle it on-prem. Cloud-connected systems, moving on-premises data to the cloud, this very much is using the cloud as a backing store for <clears throat> our storage and data protection products. As I said before, um, it gives, it essentially makes the capacity of those products infinite, which is pretty cool, but it, but it uses the, essentially the cataloging and metadata of the on-premises um, storage or data protection products so the data looks to the applications and the users like it's sitting on-premises. So you get the advantage of using it the way you're used to using it um, with the advantage of the lower cost, uh, the second bullet right there, the cost-effective storage tier of, uh, of AWS on the back end. From the cloud data services, this is our data services available to compute on AWS. And as I said before, uh, software-defined infrastructure, so, so some of these are applications, well, they are applications running in AWS in the cloud. Some of it is as-a-service cloud consumption, We'll go through um, the technology that we use to hook all that together. Um, one of the key advantages, as I said before, um, in the disaster recovery use case, is you don't have to set up another data center. And we've, we think this is particularly useful for people that don't have another data center. If you're, there probably are some folks here from a big money center bank where you already have a data center across the Hudson or wherever, if you're uh, in other places around the world. For more medium uh, business or uh, departments of, uh, and larger enterprises who don't have a second data center and don't want to go through the expense, the hassle, the, uh, the personnel of setting up a second data center, these services allow you to con consume um, Dell EMC capabilities in the cloud. And, and we'll go through some of these use cases, disaster recovery I've covered, test and dev, Ian will talk about, um, analytics and backup. Uh, to go through a couple of the software offerings, the first one, this is, as I said, DD Virtual Edition, or DDVE as it's known to its friends, is our data domain backup appliance, backup store, completely instantiated on AWS. So you get all of our, uh, all the capabilities that our data domain um, product is uh, known for, especially data deduplication, and, and you can uh, use it as a uh, replication part, partner, excuse me, for a data domain on premises. So this is, uh, this is one of the products, as you can see here, as I said, it's available from the AWS marketplace and certified to work with GovCloud. Cloud Snapshot Manager is, um, to my view, an even niftier um, technology because it's taking our expertise in data, that's the Dell Technologies expertise in data protection and applying it to, uh, <clears throat> to basically to workloads and storage in the cloud. So it's basically cloud data protection for cloud data. And what you can see here is we're, <clears throat> we're protecting, I'm sorry, I can see the <laughs> this one a little bit better, um, EC2, um, EBS, and there we go, and, and RDS um, workloads, the, da the data or the compute 
in the cloud and allowing you to do disaster recovery or failover, not, not only, uh, for example, in the same ava availability zone or region, but across AWS availability zones and regions. So you can build a truly resilient um, recovery um, situation for your, uh, for your cloud-based data with Cloud Snapshot Manager. And as I said, this is you know, software running in the cloud to protect data that's also data and, uh, and compute that's also running in the cloud. The other thing that we offer, all of our, one of the, the really nice things about our data protection offerings is they're all fundamentally software products. And so, uh, and they all exist um, on VMware. And with the advent of VMware Cloud on AWS, which we'll talk about some more, you, can, you have the entire data protection suite available for VMware workloads that are running in VMware Cloud on AWS. And all these products, again, are available in the, um, uh, in the AWS marketplace. All right, there we go, stop. The, and the, la the last of the uh, software-based capabilities is, is the Dell EMC Unity Cloud Edition. The name is a mouthful, but what this is, is the software, the operating system from our Dell EMC Unity storage arrays running on VMware Cloud on AWS. It's completely fault tolerant. The, and one of the very slick things that, that our uh, on-premises infrastructure customers like from this particular implementation is since it's the, the same software running in the cloud, our replication products work with, <clears throat> with the cloud-based um, with the, with the cloud storage array. So you can replicate, you can backup data, you can set up disaster recovery from an on-premises um, storage array to, a, if you will, a virtual storage array running in AWS. The other thing that this works, work, uh, works very well for, since it's Unity Cloud Edition, it has a uh, both block and file personality. You can use, use it in an AWS-based VDI environment for things like home directory over NFS. So this is a very cool ability to use uh, Dell EMC technology. It looks, feels, tastes, smells, and replicates just, <clears throat> just like a, uh, an on-premises um, storage array. Cloud storage services, as I said before, um, we're going to talk about uh, VMware Cloud on AWS for application mobility and disaster recovery. There are those multiple use cases that I mentioned before. What we're doing here, and I'll just I'll go through the basic uh, architecture, and then Ian will um, zoom down into some of the use cases. Through a uh, co-location provider that's one of our partners, the company, is, uh, the company name is Faction Inc. You can go look them up um, on the web. They take our storage arrays and connect them through AWS Direct Connect, essentially in colos um, around, well, in the, in the US in EMEA, in um, Santa Clara, uh, Portland, uh, Oregon, Reston, Virginia, London, and Frankfurt, where you can get a high bandwidth, very low latency connection, you know, less than a millisecond in most cases, between the physical storage array and the, and the compute uh, in, uh, in AWS. And since it's a real storage array, very much like the story I told about uh, EMC Unity Cloud Edition, except that it works with our um, Unity, uh, well, PowerMax and Unity arrays, it allows you to replicate the, uh, the virtual machines um, using our storage replication over to the uh, co-located storage and use VMware Site Recovery to, uh, to move the VMs themselves. And then our service provider, you call them up, press a button and say, hey, I, I declare a disaster. 
will essentially rehydrate that workload in VMware Cloud on AWS. And this gives you the ability, obviously, for disaster recovery. It's also a great way to migrate a workload, um, as I mentioned before, and to take advantage, as it says here on the bottom, of, of the cloud-scale compute and the ability to scale up and scale down that you get, uh, that you get from AWS. And with that, we'll uh, go to the video. Thank you. <clears throat> so I'm actually going to run through what the user experience is like when you're failing over a set of VMs in your on-premises data center into VMC on AWS. So the first thing here is we're actually looking at what's going on in my uh, on-premises storage and this is Unisphere. This is something that just comes with that platform. So this gives me a chance to see that things are actively working in the environment. <clears throat> but what I'm going to do is I've actually up the top here. I know it's kind of hard to see. I actually have two tabs. One is connection to my on-premises environment and what's going on in there. The other tab is my SDDC manager, which is running VMC on AWS. So what, I, <clears throat> what I'm going to do here is I'm actually going to to run through and decide what data sets do I want to make sure have been replicated from my on-premises environment into the cloud environment that Jay just talked about, basically what we have in our managed service provider location, where the data sets that, we're on, that are on-premises are being replicated into the managed service provider. Now, it's a two-way replication, so as things change in your on-premises data center, those are replicated up into the managed service provider location. And likewise, any changes that might occur in the MSP location, and we'll get to why that might happen, do get replicated back to the on-premises data center. Now, all of this is controlled by the user deciding, or the administrator deciding what needs to be replicated and which direction, whether it's bi-directional or one-directional only. So I'm going to actually select this particular data set here. <clears throat> and the first thing that's going to happen is make, I'm going to make sure that my copy of the data sets that are in my on-premises data center are actually properly, properly replicated to my MSP location, that there is nothing missing. So I'm actually syncing the thing and making sure I've got my, my last replication. So then <clears throat> I've actually done that. So the next thing is, OK, I need to pick the VMs I'm going to fail over. I'm, in this case, I'm only going to pick one. And this is the particular VM that I want to move over. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to actually going to declare a disaster. Well, in this case, it's not a disaster. I'm purposely choosing to move my VMs from on-premises up into VMC on AWS. So double checks, am I really going to make this happen? Is this really what you want to do? Yes, it is. And so what we see is that the, both the VM and its associated data sets are now offline. And if I actually go to my SDDC manager, I can actually check to make sure that these things actually did come over. So let me go and have a look at the, at the files that have actually come over, make sure I've got what I need. Um, I believe it was this set. And I can see down here that I've got not only my VM files that I need to reinstantiate my virtual machine, but I've got the associated data sets that go with that, the VMDKs. So having done that, Let's go check what's going on on the compute side. Now, when I actually click the next time around, what we'll actually see is the VMs are actually being instantiated back in VMC on AWS. So a couple of 
things I want to point out before I actually go and look at those. The first thing is that right now, the actual VMware environment, VMC on AWS, is, is actually balanced. So DRS is doing its job and balancing what's going on on the VMC on AWS environment. You'll also see there's not a lot of activity going on up in the top left corner here. So things start and they'll, they'll happen kind of quickly. Um, you'll actually then see that the balance will move off just a little and we'll start to see CPU consumption go up as VMs get instantiated. So we can see here the VMs actually coming up online. They're getting instantiated. And as we go through the rest of this, we'll actually see that the balance has moved off and we can actually start to see that the CPU consumption is going up. So the VMs that were on-premises are now running in VMC on AWS. And I've actually moved the workloads up. I can do the same thing. I can move it back if I so choose. In this instance, I'm leaving them permanently running in VMC on AWS. So that actually concludes the demo. So let's go back to the slide deck. So <clears throat> what I actually showed you there was the, the, the ability for us to move on-premises virtual machines running whatever application sets you have up into VMC on AWS. It could be because you actually are choosing to move the workloads up there because that is the choice you have. You may be running a retail environment. And this time of year, there's a lot of activity going on with customers. You want your back-end processing that still needs to be done, but you actually don't want to have that running in your on-premises data center because you're dedicating that to all the users and customers that are coming in. So you move the back-end processing up into VMC on AWS until the end of the, uh, the workload slows down come January, and you can move them back into your on-premises data center. But in addition to being able to do that, the data sets that you have on-premises, you can actually expose directly into AWS. And we have customers that are doing this. In fact, we actually have a company that's involved in the healthcare industry helping uh, doctors target specific patient um, uh, programs. And they do that by taking DNA of the patient and getting that analyzed. And then based upon that analysis, they then prescribe some course of regimen for that particular patient. And the way that's actually done is by collecting the data sets that they have for the DNA samples on their on-premises storage array, replicating that into uh, our faction environment, our colos, and then connecting that into AWS for the analytics that they want to do. And the results come back to the colo, replicated back to their on-premises uh, location, where they can then prescribe the regimen that the doctor is going to, to deal with for that particular patient. There are many other use cases like this, but we have a number of customers doing this already. They're taking the data sets that they've acquired that they keep on premises, moving it to the colo, and then exposing it to what they need to consume inside AWS. And it could be a VMware environment. It might not be, as is the case for some of our customers. So in summary, what we've been talking about is the fact that you can take your data sets that are running in your on-premises Dell EMC storage arrays, replicate those to a location where you can expose that to AWS compute resources or other AWS supplied services, consume those as you need. There's one last example that I want to talk about, and that's this one. It's like, well, I don't want to replicate the data sets into the colo. Is there some way I can still do this? And the answer is yes. Typically, we, we see as customers that don't have Dell EMC storage arrays, 
but are still running their VMware environments want to move those workloads up to VMC on AWS. And they can do this by using VMware Site Recovery. This allows the replication of the data sets that are in their on-premises arrays up into VMC on AWS, and they can actually migrate the VMs up into VMC on AWS and run them there. There's a caveat with this. And the caveat is that the, the larger the data sets that need to be moved, the longer it takes. So if you're using this for a failover scenario, you need to pay, plan that if I'm going to use this to do that failover, I need to allow for a significant amount of time to move the data from where it is on premises up into AWS. That's why the other use case actually offers a far more resilient approach for disaster recovery. The other thing you can do is once you've got your data sets into AWS, if you want, you can actually secure them back at a co-location on a Dell EMC storage array. We have ways to bring that back down to a Dell EMC storage array where you can actually get the advantages that come from Dell EMC storage, things like deduplication and compression. So what we've just gone over, both Jay and I, is what we've done with uh, cloud data services, which is the stuff that uh, I was just talking about. What we've done with cloud-connected systems, cloud tiering appliance, cloud pools, unstructured data moving around. And the last one was Cloud Data Insights, where you can actually go and look at how your data sets are being utilized, whether they are running in an on-cloud AWS environment or whether they're running on-premises. And Jay said that at the end, you'll actually be able to find where you can get these particular software products that Dell EMC offer. Um, a large number of them are available in the AWS marketplace. There is one that's only available in the VMware Cloud Marketplace, and that happens to be the Dell Unity uh, Cloud Edition. Um, the reason for that is it only runs inside a VMware environment. So with that, I would like to thank you for uh, staying, stopping and staying by with us. I know there's uh, alcohol out there for those that consume it. There's also probably snacks as well. And fortunately for you guys, we have finished a little early. We're happy to take questions. But one last thing, please don't forget to complete the session survey in the mobile app. So, thank you.